0: About what? Exactly. Okay, welcome back everybody. It has been a summer-long hiatus. I am Ty, and I'm here with my good friend Justin, we are talking about what tonight? Yeah, it's only been what? Eight weeks? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Seems like we take off uh, summertime to, you know, regroup and work. Yeah, work. Uh, car shows. Car shows. Yeah, I've been to a lot of car shows. Yeah. What you've been showing? My uh, My GTO. The big blue GTO, that's 66. Yes, and I've been taking my cooler Mm -hmm. with beer. Yeah. Because what goes better with driving a car than beer? Exactly. Drinking and driving is an American tradition. Luckily, my wife comes with me to all shows Mm -hmm. because she's
1: by far my best friend. Yeah. And I don't think she's ever missed a show with me. Really? Which I don't think it'd be quite as fun to go without her. For sure. But my whole point is, is if I drink, she drives. Yeah. Home. And uh,
0: she enjoys cars too, right? She does.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I think she enjoys the experience of the car show, the, you know, watching people and things like that, you know, maybe more than the actual cars. But she, she listens to me when I talk cars and, mm-hmm. and you know, she sees some... With the pretty color she likes she'll let me know yeah but they're definitely cars she likes mm-hmm. and uh, but I think for us it's just together time you know that's good
0: I keep intending to come down and uh see you in your car and and your wife and all your friends there at the at the car shows and I still haven't done it have I well there's not You know, we've got the
1: big one over the 4th of July weekend Mm -hmm. here, the Cache Valley Cruise Inn. That's a three day car show. Yeah.
0: Um, That's the one we always go to. So you'll have to make it next year. Yeah. And uh, next year, I don't think we're going to be doing the uh, 4th of July party um, up at the ranch. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we always do that one. But for the Mm -hmm. most part, most of them are out of town. Yeah. We do some cruise nights uh, here and there. Like, in fact, tonight was a cruise night and we didn't go. supposed to rain and we thought oh, i don't want to go sit and rain and then of mm-hmm. course we didn't go and it didn't rain yeah so Which
0: is uh, i think murphy's law has some relation to that yeah
1: um but we've been to quite a few shows this year mm-hmm. just to get away you know get away from working and although it makes work worse because yeah. then we just have more to come back to but we enjoy them it's fun to go mm-hmm. i think. I think going for a ride in the car mm-hmm. in the morning when you're still asleep. Because I'm not a morning person anymore. Oh, yeah. Actually, I never was. I just <laughs> had to get up in the morning to go to work. But now I sleep yeah. in a little bit because we work later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just sometimes the ride over yeah. is fun, you know. And we just pop, you know, the little canopy up behind the behind the car sit on our chairs and have lunch whatever and watch mm-hmm. people and make fun of each other and
0: yeah you know do
1: what friends do.
0: Yeah so um are the are there a lot of familiar faces like kind of regulars amongst the car show crowd?
1: Yeah, when you when you get <clears throat> a lot of the car shows that are within 30 40 miles of here. Yeah. Um, yeah, you see a lot of the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, we just went to Peach Days over in Brigham this past weekend. Oh, yeah. And that one being over the mountain, there's a lot of different stuff there. A
0: mm-hmm.
1: lot of different uh lot of different yeah. vehicles that you don't see as often. So that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. But you know, where we live, I, I don't really don't like taking my GTO out on the freeway. Yeah. Um and where we live, there's just not a lot of good shows you know we can hit six mm-hmm. or seven of them a year and then some cruise nights and stuff but um sometimes it's fun just to take it for a ride mm-hmm. you know i mean right now it's the perfect weather yeah because you know when it's 90 degrees it's kind of uncomfortable you know i don't have ac in it or whatever yeah. but the firebird i'm working on now mm-hmm. when it's done it does
0: have ac oh, be good so that might be the car show vehicle mm-hmm. you know when it's hot yeah, I saw your Firebird. It's uh, got a brand new AC, the compressor at least.
1: Yeah, it's got, yeah, and I need new condenser and I need new hoses and I just haven't decided what I'm going to do with it. If I'm going to go with one of the, you know, go original style mm-hmm. or do one of the, you know, new updated
0: kits. Yeah, so I still have not uh, changed out the blown AC hose on my uh, camper. Well, you might as well not now. I know. Well, I don't know, because like, this is the time where I'm like, okay, well, now I've got all winter to get it done. Yeah, that's and true. And I, I, I guess my big beef with the whole thing is I don't want to do it myself.
1: So well, I'll help
0: you. Yeah, I want to pay somebody to do it. Oh, well, I'll help you, would you? Yeah. I'd appreciate it. I don't mind. Is it, you know, how, how often do you take that out? Like how many times we, a year? We, we take it about two or three times a year. Oh, do you? I mean, we don't use it a ton. The last time we took it out, we, it was when we went up to the uh, the party, the 4th of July party at the ranch, we took the camper up. And on the way up, um, some dump truck was uh, heading the other direction and lobbed a baseball-sized rock right into the driver's side of the windshield. And let me tell you, I'm glad that they uh, that they used to build windshields the way they used to. Cause, yeah, the tempered glass. Boy, it was tough yeah it, so it didn't come through didn't come through it left a good softball size uh spider on it but uh, yeah it uh it didn't come through but boy I, it woke me and my wife both up if it would have come through it would have hit me in the shoulder
1: there's a lot of people that get hurt by yeah. things
0: flying through the windshield so i guess you're lucky yeah this one it could have been bad because i mean we were in uh north of preston idaho that's uh, about 55, I think, is the speed limit going each direction. So, this rock hit us uh, probably at 120 miles an hour, you know, hmm. based off of how fast the other truck was going and versus us. Uh, I drive like a 90 uh, year old lady, anyway. Well, that's that's kind of how I drive too, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, it, it's funny because I spent
1: my whole life building cars and you want them to mm-hmm. go fast, but I think I'm at one point in time, I was into the fast thing kind of, mm-hmm. but I'm more into the appearance and yeah. the sound now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and actually the, I guess would you say, the aura of yeah. the whole thing, you know, there's, there's the, something about driving an older car that just the feel of it to, yeah to feel the
0: exhaust to hear hear mm-hmm. the rumble of the engine you know and and did, the, did you ever get to hear my old neighbor's uh gto no in fact your old neighbor's kind of pissed me off because oh, really? i he he wanted to sell me that yeah, GTO he did for 18 grand
1: and i was ready to give mm-hmm. him money and i contacted him multiple times and he told me he was going to call me back going to call me back and he never uh-huh. did over. And I kept bothering him and kept bothering him. He says, "Oh yeah, I'll call you. And call you." I had money ready to buy it. In fact, I still would
0: now. Uh-huh. Let me reach out to the guy because let me tell you that one. It, you like the sound of an old engine. I've never heard an engine like that before. He got that thing revved up as high as it would go, redlining the rpms, and it backed down without a single yeah. Tell backfire.
1: Tell him, but tell him to call me when he wants to sell it. Yeah. Or else. Yeah, because
0: <laughs> I'm ready to buy it if he'll sell it. Yeah, I need to get him listening to the podcast, too, so, that, you know, we can start talking smack about him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, hey, of course.
0: Yeah. Anybody that listens, we talk smack about. Yeah. If we know him. Exactly. That's just what you do as yeah. friends. Yeah, speaking of people that we know, um, the reason why we're recording tonight is because my wife wants to get a uh, follow-up on what's going on with me yeah you must not talk a lot at home so yes yeah you, don't, she, you just don't open up i guess not i just uh th- she has to listen to the podcast to figure out what hey so what's new with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> spend 24 7 with her but yeah exactly i mean we're always together except for this week she's uh she's off at a conference this week so I'm, is she uh, gone already yeah uh she left yesterday after work and um she gets back tomorrow tomorrow night where did she go um let's see down in salt lake uh, oh, Cottonwood, so not, Canyon. Not, not too far nah. above, not too far above. um yeah it's just with all the different people in the state that do her type of job yeah so you know hopefully she's having a good time she seems to be uh, for once she's in a hotel that has a comfortable bed so that's nice mm, that's positive yeah she's uh the years passed it's always been a really rock hard mattress, and that's just not comfortable for her.
1: That's why when my wife and I go to Vegas, we've always loved staying at the Mirage. Mm-hmm. We always get good rooms there. Yeah. We've we've had a couple that are, you know, I mean, when you've got those big hotel casinos like that that have yeah. three thousand plus rooms, they're always in. Certain states of repair, right? Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got some that are updated, brand new, and mm-hmm. some that need it.
0: Yeah, and some that uh, yeah are shut down. But we need to go
1: again here soon because they're at, they've actually sold the Mirage to the Hard Rock Hotel. Oh, and I, the Mirage famously has a volcano out front. That's right. That erupts. They're going to rip that down and put up a freestanding guitar that's hotel rooms. I guess they have, I don't know if it's in Florida somewhere. They've got the same thing. It's a Hmm. big, big guitar, uh,
0: but it actually has hotel rooms in it, you know, and they hang over the strip or something. So That's curious. I wonder how many rooms they have on, like, I, I assume that there's probably an elevator that goes right up the middle or maybe right up the outside. Who knows?
1: Yeah. It's kind of a, I don't know how you'd explain it. It's got three wings to it. Okay. So it's kind of a what, what would you call the shape? It looks like a X isn't a good way. Like if you're looking on top of it, it's like a tripod oh, almost. Okay.
0: Yeah. With the three arms coming out each
1: side. Yeah. And so the elevators go up the middle uh-huh. and then, you know, they go okay. out. But, then there's rooms on the,
0: the sides.
1: Yeah. They go down down the hallways. But each elevator is different, so there's one elevator that will go up to, like, floor 10. There's an elevator that goes from floor 11 to 20. There's no. And then there's a special one that goes yeah, to so the, the suites and stuff. Yeah. And you have to have, you know, we went to Vegas shortly after the shooting at the Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, like, three weeks after. Yeah. And you should have seen the security down there. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah but the one thing that's happened since then that we've noticed is you have to have a room key to even ride the elevator anymore. Yeah. So you know how they have the magnetized room keys, uh-huh. well you can it'll work on your phone too. You can download the app and yeah. just hold your phone up to the sensor. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, you have to put your room key to make the elevator even move. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I guess you could get in there with somebody else. Yeah. But
0: but it's amazing how much we've like integrated our phones with everything. Uh, I was talking to this guy earlier today and like, he's like, yeah, I uh, control like my door lock on my front door from yeah. my phone, the app on yeah. my phone. I'm like, you know, that's so awesome. Like we used to come from an era where you had to carry around a huge ring full of keys for everything. And now it's like, Oh yeah, I can even, you know, I can, Do everything from my phone. I can buy uh, food with it. I can go and uh, you know do whatever. Well, it's
1: kind of crazy because we've we've grown up through the middle of this. We're we're one of the generations that's an interesting standpoint of knowing pre and post technology in in certain ways. Because Mm -hmm. I go back, I got my first cell phone in 1997. Yeah, and I I remember it was a little. uh-huh. Motorola, okay. Just had it was kind of like a mini brick, and it had mm-hmm. the flip out that went okay. over the mouthpiece. Yeah, the mouthpiece. You pulled a little the, antenna up. Uh, yeah, okay. And I remember it had sixty minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's all you know. I think I was paying thirty or forty mm-hmm. bucks a month, and it had sixty minutes. And I remember thinking, like, how far have we come? We, I'm mm-hmm. talking in my car. Yeah, you know. And it, it, the year or so after that, I ended up getting a Nokia. Mm-hmm. And I think it come with 90 minutes or whatever, you yeah. know, and it, it advances. But mm-hmm. it seems like every little thing, like right when texting was out, I thought, how stupid is texting? Yeah. You know, why don't you just pick up and call somebody yeah. if you want to talk to them? Well, exactly.
0: now, now I'd rather text someone. Why not? Yeah. yeah. You don't have, I mean, a text message still gets there, even if they're not mm-hmm. available to talk. And they can talk mm-hmm. if they want, when yeah. they want, whatever. That's I right. mean, I do a lot of texting on the shitter, mm-hmm. which is a perfect time to text. Yeah, which you know, my wife sent me or er, uh, a FaceTime request yesterday to let me you know she got down at the hotel, and guess where I was when I got there? On FaceTime. the shitter. I was on. The, yeah, of course, <laughs> and of course, like a gentleman, he answered. Well, of course you do. <laughs> I mean, I've got a I've
1: got a friend, that the only time I think of calling him is huh. when I'm on the shitter. So. Yeah.
0: Well, there's certain friends that that just, you know, reminds you. Oh, yeah, I need to call them.
1: Especially <laughs> if you got a big grinder on, you know, if you mm-hmm. you got one, oh, you got yeah. to push out. I love calling him.
0: How are you doing today? <laughs> He's like, you shitting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna bottle this scent later and send it to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but it, it's just amazing because. I think we've talked about this before. I mm-hmm. don't remember what it was like, like the first time I drove to California. Mm-hmm. How in the hell did I figure out where I was going? Yeah,
0: exactly. I don't
1: even really remember. I must have looked, because it's not like you'd look it up on Google Maps. It's not like mm-hmm. you had a Garmin. It's not like you had a phone to yeah. direct you. I, I think I looked in the Atlas or whatever. And yeah,
0: I, uh, well, let's see, I drove traveled. down my route, you know. I traveled across the country back in 2006. And I had uh, an atlas that I bought from Sam's Club. In fact, I still have the dang thing, and I marked out it with a highlighter my route. And so, like, I, I even had like like thumb tabs on each uh, page I needed to go through from state to state to mark out. But I where think I'm going. I think in two thousand six though they had Garmin's out. They, they did, but know? of course, I've been like twenty years behind technology.
1: Yeah, but I mean. I'm I'm talking say mid nineties. I think mm-hmm. I went to
0: California in ninety-six but, or something. Yeah, you've and, always been cutting edge. So <laughs> yeah, I was so real... this would have been the the same for me going in 2015 <laughs> down to California. Well it, it's yeah, just in 1997. Just
1: makes me wonder, you know, how did I ever figure it out? But I guess that's why you always had a passenger with the Atlas mm-hmm. over there, you know, or the map Atlas or the
0: navigator, right?
1: Yeah, tell me where the hell to go now, you mm-hmm. know. And yeah. but it it's just weird because you take those things for granted now you know Mm -hmm. the the different things that we have and can do and it's like you know i was 25 years ago or whatever where are we going to be in another 25 years
0: exactly and that's the exciting thing i mean i've seen a couple of different um articles over the summer one about like how um flying cars uh is not only gonna like become a real possibility in the near future but an affordable possibility, like uh, flying cars or basically airplanes that have like a 60-mile range uh, for, let's see, tens of thousands, let's say about maybe 70,000 hmm. to get your own personal airplane.
1: You know, that kind of concerns me mm-hmm. um, with planes. You know, I, I look at the level of certain mechanics out there and mm-hmm. how they have a hard time keeping you know, they can't find problems with the car and you have to take it back multiple times. Mm-hmm. The outcome of a flying car not running is going to be more severe. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and
0: when we talk about flying car, it's not like an airplane that uh, has a propeller on the front and uh, wings on the sides. This is more like a drone, like a, a, a large human-bearing drone. Yeah. yeah. So you've basically got like four propellers. But
1: do you think that'll ever be really mainstream? Because how do
0: you control traffic in the sky? Yeah, I mean, right now the air traffic controllers have one of the most high-stress jobs of just trying to keep the number of airplanes in the air uh, from crashing into each other.
1: I mean, are they going to have a thing where there's restricted zones and you can only fly a certain height? and I mean, how are they, gonna, and even then, you know, where do you fly? Yeah. You know, there's no lanes. How, how do mm-hmm. they. Yeah. you has got to
0: make sure you're not running into somebody or And I because it's kind of a free for all. And see back to the future too, had a theory about it, but it seemed like that one, uh, I mean, yeah. Cause you're dealing with like four different dimensions there or yeah. four different axes. I mean, so you have vertical, horizontal, and then forward and backward.
1: Not, not to mention the the safety threat of, of drones or planes crashing yeah. into each other and then yeah. falling
0: down on people. Yeah. You and, know, what I mean, they, and here's another exciting thing about drones. Speaking of which, is that you've seen those synchronized drone shows that do basically like fireworks shows. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the like are all synchronized and can move together without crashing into each other. And so, I mean, there's something really cool about that. We, we are in an exciting day and age.
1: Yeah, I just, I have a hard time believing that the flying car is going to be a big hit. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it would be a big hit. I'm interested yeah. in it, but what I, I see it more as flying taxis.
0: That, you know, that makes more sense, doesn't it? You
1: know, having a having a group of people that mm-hmm. have it designated routes and yeah. and they can move you back and forth, so more of a mm-hmm. tra-
0: more of a transit service. Yeah, fewer hands controlling the the throttle or the steering wheel, shall we say? Because you you make a very good point. What makes cars uh, so deadly as they are right now is the amount of human error. You got so you, for each car that you have out on the road right now, you have at least one human being controlling it and you know, d- directing it where to go, at what speed, etc. But with a system where you have like you know, taxis that are automated, then basically you can have one controller that's uh, got a computer car program, kind of like the drone shows, right. You just program it in and then the drones fly around and light up according to their sequence, right? So you could do the same thing with taxis as you have one person controlling it from a computer remotely and directing this group drone go here, that group drone go there. Well, it'd be something similar to a train
1: service. Yeah. You know, where it's going from one station to another station it's got a designated route and mm-hmm. so does every other one out there. So there's yeah. no you know, problem with them running into each other. And yeah. you get there on time and you go there, you know, you want to go mm-hmm. from here to the next town over. Okay. It mm-hmm. leaves the station at this time, you know, and it, yeah.
0: but you're getting there a lot quicker than if you were in a taxi or a bus or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Because and of that. If you got uh, tra- trains on the same rail line going opposite directions, they have sidetrack, So you know that if, that when this train approaches such and such marker, they go off onto the sidetrack and wait for the other train to come yeah. down the opposite direction. And then once the tracks is clear, they go forward.
1: Well, I just hope people a lot smarter than us get it figured out because, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it's all, it seems like in the future it's going to be more about convenience. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's what the future's always yeah. been, right? It's always <laughs> driving more convenience. And a lot of the things we have, you know, I mean, we have these little computers we carry around that mm-hmm. we can look up anything at any time. Mm -hmm. tell us you know directions anytime I mean we have a library we have Mm a
0: encyclopedia
1: we Mm -hmm. have everything at our fingertips
0: my wife has uh, type 1 diabetes she's got an app on her phone where she can uh, scan her sensor that she has in her she's got a Libre sensor and uh, yeah she just puts her phone over by the the sensor on her arm and it'll read her blood uh, glucose level and so, wow! I mean, these this is something that she grew up having to prick her finger and you know do the blood on the strip and you know put it into the little handheld computers to see what it is. Now it's all done on an app on her phone. I mean that's pretty dang cool. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs>
1: it's amazing the things mm-hmm. we can do now, and it'll be you know, I mean it happens slowly. Yeah, you don't really notice it. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm until you're fully enveloped in it, you know, like with cell phones.
0: But it wasn't too many years ago when, you know, we didn't all have smartphones. True, sure. You know, and... I was dragged kicking and screaming against my will into the <laughs> realm of smartphones. <laughs> I, I kind of was too in a way, mm-hmm. but um, because
1: of the company I worked for at the time, you had to have one. You yeah. had to have access to email. You had to have access to texting, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I finally, you know, I, I wasn't the Early adopter of texting because I thought it was stupid. I thought mm-hmm. well, either talk to somebody or don't talk to someone. But now I have adopted it wholeheartedly because I like talking to someone without talking to someone. It's kind of nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It is what it is, yeah. and you, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm horrible with my phone, mm-hmm. and I think that's because of where I worked for years and years. That's all I did was spend time on my phone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I set my phone down all the time and then don't even go look at it or look yeah. for it. And, you know, people are, oh, come, you aren't are answering me. Well, it's, I'm not trying to be rude. I just, yeah. I don't look at my phone that often. Mm-hmm. So if you happen to text me while I'm looking at it, then I'll respond immediately. That's but right. <laughs> I, I just. Until then, wait four hours for you to find it. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I don't answer my phone hardly mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. I've got you know, a group of 10 or 12 friends and family that are in my phone and if it rings yeah. and I see it's them, mm-hmm. I'll answer it. But sure. if it's a number I don't recognize, I don't answer it.
0: Yeah.
1: Why and and some people are like, How come you don't answer? Mm-hmm. How did we ever get along?
0: Yeah. Before without carrying a phone. So I don't know. Like, I mean, we grew up in an era where the phone was mounted to the kitchen wall. And so yeah. if if it rang, you answer it. Yeah. Because there was no caller ID. Exactly. That's how you find out who's calling. I remember one caller Obviously. ID. We had
1: one of those little boxes, those yeah. little AT&T boxes that showed the number. When that first came out, that was one of the neatest things ever. It sure was. Yeah. I mean, I thought, how
0: do they even do this? Yeah. How do they know who's calling you, you? Yeah. How do you, I mean, this is
1: wizardry it at, is. at its finest. I, it's just amazing the things that have changed, especially in the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way we've went, digital you know music is a good example you know i'm still a person when i buy music i like buying it on vinyl i like buying the bands i like collecting when they come out something new i want it yeah. on vinyl i want it on cd i want it physical mm-hmm. and then i just put it in my closet yeah you know and then just listen to it on spotify mm-hmm. but I, I still like having that physical product of it and i don't know why i'm a completist uh, in in a way mm-hmm. you know like the beatles yeah my favorite band of all time when they come out with new stuff Mm-hmm. Like they've come out with 50th anniversary editions of their albums mm-hmm. and things like that. Of course I have to buy all of them. Yeah. And I buy it stuff at my closet and you see my closet with all my albums. and it's stuff. It's a very my... valuable closet. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. But I buy them, I put them away and I listen to them on Spotify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know why I am that way, but it's mm-hmm. just the completest
0: type of, well, we're sitting there in this room with, with that closet. And I mean, it's just, is, these are collectibles at this point where yeah they're you, collectibles yeah.
1: but is anything really a collectible if you'd never sell it in the first place well, i guess i you know when people have something mm-hmm. yeah it's worth this much yeah. it's worth that much and i i think we all get caught up in mm-hmm. it thinking you know this is great this album i have is worth 500 bucks but is it really worth 500 bucks if you're never going to sell it yeah, it's only worth how much you sell it for, right? It's only worth what somebody will pay, too, right? That's, so, that's okay. yeah. But all my things, it's just like my guitars. Yeah. You know, I've got a couple of guitars that are worth quite a bit of money, and mm-hmm. and I think that's great, but at the same time, would I sell them? No. Yeah. So really for me, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe the only thing they're worth is when my kids want to sell them one day.
0: True, sure. And, you know, speaking of... It's only worth what you'll sell it for or what somebody will buy, pay for it. And also on text messaging, I got a text. Uh, well, I've gotten a couple of these in the last year or so because of the housing market boom. And uh, people, strangers have been sending me texts saying, hey, I uh, really like your property at your address. <laughs> um, we would love to buy it. Are you Are you looking to sell? And I said, well, you know, if you're willing to, to buy. Um, You can give me $10 million and we can come to the negotiation table. Now, mind you, I'm not going to sell my house for $10 million, but that would be the starting point. That's just to buy yourself a seat at the table. And they said, well, we'll have to come and do an inspection first and evaluate the property. I said, no, you texted me. (laughs) I'm not looking to sell. You're looking to buy. So if you're not serious about this, stop yeah. texting. You. Yeah, what the hell do you text me for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They text me all the time, but they call me James. Oh, do they? Yeah, uh, I get I get oh, a text
1: every other day. Hey, James, we'd love to buy your property at this and this. And it's not even my address, <laughs> but uh, I respond to them and they never answer. So
0: I don't know mm-hmm. why. Yeah, you keep wanting to buy my property. Well, you're you're approached me. I you know I get to name my price. Is how I feel. About exactly. You. Yeah. And, you know, and this can, is my price. Like, can choose, but yeah. they're the ones that started the the exactly. conversation. Yeah, and furthermore, they're not the only ones that want that want my house. He's not the first person that texts me and say, "Hey, I want to buy your house." <laughs> first person, I, the the asking price was a lot lower. I think it was only two million back then. Yeah. we get the same thing with cars
1: too. People always want. We're really looking for that same Jeep you guys got. Oh, we need that know. traded in. So mm-hmm. well. Trade it in for a brand new one, and I'll do it exactly. You know, well, we can't do that. Well, then quit bothering
0: me. Yeah, why you 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 called me right? Yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's kind of strange, but I don't know. Speaking of homes, mm-hmm. can you believe the home values? It's ridiculous. My you? yeah, my son just bought him a, a townhome, uh-huh. a condo, whatever you want to call it, and he paid more for that than we did for our house ten years ago. Yeesh. And it, I believe it, though. And it was on the lower end of, you know, I mean, it's a nice condo. I shouldn't say it's sure. on the lower end, but I'm just saying price-wise, mm-hmm. you know, it's what he could afford at the time. Yeah. So it, I, I just can't believe how many
0: people can afford these homes. Yeah, I, I don't know how they do it. Well, let's go listen to what our sponsor has to say, and then we'll come back. Let's do it. If you haven't heard about Anchor, It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download this free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you very much to our sponsors, whoever that is that we've listened to for the last 30 seconds or so.
1: However long it was. Yeah. We could have been gone hours and no one would know the difference.
0: Exactly. Um, In fact, let's see. We were talking about um cars. Yeah. House prices. No, house prices. That's right. Yeah, we, we talked about a couple of things. Today. We were talking about cars off the air. Off the air, yeah. We talked about how, uh, like, he's, like, you, you can... You no longer even need to like turn the key in your car to, to do the ignition it's just a push button and the key has to be in the vicinity
1: yeah well, they've been like that for a while we were discussing mm-hmm. why they don't just let you have an app that you and maybe some of the manufacturers do i don't mm-hmm. know i mean they yeah. could be so but that would make sense too you know when you get proximity to your door it unlocks yeah. and things like that you know mm-hmm. but I don't know if that caused issues or not. I don't oh. know. It can't be be any different than a fob.
0: I wouldn't think so. I mean, yeah, if if, if it wanders off, you still aren't going to be able to use it. But I mean, what if your phone wanders off? Then it seems like with as much as we're relying on our phones for stuff like for uh, being able to open and close things, to be able to make purchases. Well, yeah, and on top of that, um, they're
1: allowing you to carry your insurance cards yep. on your phone digitally. Mm-hmm. They're not, I think a lot of states are allowing you to load your driver's license gonna, on there now. Yeah, I was
0: just going to say that. Driver's license, too.
1: So, it, I mean, everything's in that phone, you
0: know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it seems like it would be um, really important if they don't have this feature already for, like, phone providers to be able to remotely deactivate phones just in case,
1: or, you know, you've got the biometrics on the phones where yeah. they see your face and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe
0: that's what it takes to start the car, you know, or, or, or your fingerprint or, yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, they always make you do uh, three or four fingers or in order to just in case you lose some. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Though mm-hmm. thought you are talking about porn. No, we're not even going to oh. go there. Yeah. Uh, that was last night. Uh- <laughs> true, true. Uh,
1: you know, and we're not really on topic, on a topic tonight no. because this is kind of our return episode, and yeah. it's called about what. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about what, whatever the hell we want. Yeah. And on top of that, we didn't really discuss a topic, and no.
0: I, I would say that's my fault more than anything because I've been holding out. Well, our our, uh, our pre uh, show discussion which happened about two seconds before we hit record said okay what do we want to talk about i said let's talk about what we did this summer yeah and so that's where we got to the car shows from i'll tell you one of the cool things that we did this summer uh, my wife and i is we drove up uh logan canyon to uh temple fork Mm -hmm. and saw the beavers uh in in these huge beaver dams it was really awesome they've got like this whole area up there that They've been transporting um, invasive beavers from the valley uh, and take, you know, they trap them, they take them to like this place in Millville and make sure that they're not diseased, they tag them and, and whatnot, and then they uh, take them up to this area and drop them off so that they can put dams up and down this stream. And boy, you know, it's uh, done real wonders for the uh, the area up there. That area was always so, like, barren and deserty and dry with a tiny little creek going down there. Now it's got these big ponds. So You
1: know, they've talked about taking that whole area up there and flooding it into a reservoir.
0: Yeah, they have.
1: Which I think would be an excellent idea. It's working pretty good with the beaver, anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, anytime you have a reservoir, beavers
0: show up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a, yeah, I mean, it, it is a great place for a reservoir. And, uh, you know, we need more reservoirs and especially in this state, especially in this valley, we, Uh, we, we we live in a
1: place where water should be plentiful for the amount of, Mm -hmm. you know, rainfall and snowfall, especially that we get during the winter and the the climate we're in. But we, we watch in April, May and June when we're not needing water, Mm -hmm. we watch 90% 90 percent of the water we could use go out of the valley and help yeah. other people. And I'll be honest,
0: I don't mm-hmm. care about the other people. No, and it's not even getting its way to the Great Salt Lake, which used to be kind of the end of the line. Yeah. And so now the Great Salt Lake's drying up and we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're um, there goes the lake effect, which means not Yeah. As have you snowfall.
1: ever read, there's some interesting articles about uh, Salt Air, mm-hmm. the Great Salt Air down there, and there's been like three iterations of it because mm-hmm. it burned down a couple times. Yeah, um, we keep
0: rebuilding the dang thing though.
1: Yeah, but it was really interesting because the lake used to be way full and some yeah. of the things that
0: are down there, uh, mm-hmm. landmarks and things that used to be in the water are like yeah. a mile off. Yeah, and uh, Salt Mary used to be a, a, like a resort where you could go and swim in this super saturated salt water. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't even sink. Exactly. You'd, You'd practically walk on it. <laughs>
1: yeah, you didn't yeah. need to know how to swim because you mm-hmm. couldn't sink.
0: No. So, drowning usually involved somebody putting a lot of effort on you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, there's big things going on with the Great Salt Lake because there's some bad stuff that will and could happen mm-hmm. if the thing dries up, including yeah. toxic dust. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and I know they've discussed a number
0: of things, they've discussed piping water in from the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know they're, which to me makes the most sense because, I mean, we, they just laid a, what, a three foot pipeline straight through the state that goes all the way up to the, to the West coast. Mm -hmm. So rather than pumping, and I believe that pipeline's for natural gas. Yeah. If they would just, you know, ease off the natural gas for a minute and then like throw some, uh, throw an extension that goes over to the, the ocean put a couple of pretty good sized pumps on there and then just pump a whole bunch of it back into the great salt lake Then just start up the natural gas again once it's full
1: well i think you can get somebody on this end to suck on the
0: pipe yeah, yeah exactly you wouldn't even need a pump you know you could just siphon it we have plenty of people in this state that suck really good at that siphon. is a good point yeah. we get a lot of them sucking
1: on that pipe mm-hmm. they're really neat when they get a mouthful of yeah, mm-hmm.
0: sea water. water and you know, then you get like Shamu coming through. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's an excellent idea. Mm-hmm. Because there are some serious repercussions that could happen if that lake dries. Yeah. Uh, and you know, a couple of them that I never even thought about was uh, the migratory birds. Mm-hmm. That's one of their main stopping places when they're going back east. And yeah. they said, if it dried up, it would completely change mm-hmm. The landscape for yeah. birds and everything, mm-hmm. and to a certain degree, that would make things kind of unrecognizable, yeah. You
0: know, and it's already getting kind of unrecognizable. Uh, we went down to uh, here's another trip we took a couple weeks ago. We drove down to a- Antelope Island, mm-hmm. there, which is now uh, probably more of an Antelope Peninsula because it's uh, there's not a lot of water around there, yeah. Yeah, every time we go down there, it's uh, we see that the water has receded further and further away, and so, like the beach gets longer and longer of a walk to get out to the water. We're certainly a long way from the early '80s when yeah. uh, Governor Bangader
1: had all these pumps installed mm-hmm. because the Great Salt Lake was overflowing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we and the, you go see these pumps that are still there. Yeah, and they're miles
0: from the water now. from the water now, and they yeah. used to sit right on the water. So yeah. And so is this just because we're using more water in this state? Do you think I, I mean, I think it's a number of things. I think
1: climate change is lend a hand to it in a certain way. We haven't, and you can land on whatever side on climate change you want, but Mm -hmm. I can tell you one thing, the winters we've had here in the past, say 10 years, Mm -hmm. don't compare to the winters we had previous to that, not even close. Mm -hmm. We don't have the snow that we used to and then on top of that this state and even our area but especially the northern end of the state is growing Mm -hmm. at one of the fastest rates in the country and so we've got you know we're taking the climate you know not giving us you know let's say we're getting 75 percent of what we used to mm-hmm. but now we have triple the people
0: pulling off of it. Yeah, that's the thing that really drove me crazy about last summer is they were saying, oh you know let your let your lawns go brown and you know don't water yeah and the, you know because we just don't have enough water And then they're building 600 new homes just west of where I live. And I thought, well, you know, that's 600 more straws dipping into this milkshake that we're all having to share. And you don't want us to be spilling our milkshakes on the
1: the Well, I look at that a couple different ways because I think it's silly not to allow progress. Mm -hmm. I think the reason the progress is having a hard time here is because we're so ill prepared for anything. I mean, I look at our community and our valley here is about 150,000 people. And we live in a place where water is plentiful, mm-hmm. yet we're having a water problem. Yeah. Well, tell me how a place like the Salt Lake area that lives in basically the same climate and stuff mm-hmm. with 20 times that many people. True. How have they made it work? Or the Ogden or the Provo area? How have they continued to grow, mm-hmm. but water
0: isn't the issue that it is here? Uh, Explain I, that one too. I me. think the main difference is uh, agriculture. Um, there's not nearly as much farmland down in that, uh, area of the state and agriculture seems to be the number one, uh, like it sucks up the most water. Well, it does, but that
1: you've got to admit there's less agriculture now mm-hmm. in our area than there yeah. was 10, 20 years ago because Absolutely. it's getting developed, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. And so if you take a field that's hundred acres and fill it with houses. Mm-hmm. Those houses, essentially, at least in the studies I've read, yeah. use a tenth the amount of water,
0: mm-hmm. even with all of those houses. Yes, exactly. nearly as much as the farmer's going to be using to to you know water his alfalfa or his corn or whatever he's got wrong. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, so in a way, that doesn't make sense to me because the mm-hmm. agriculture is less than it ever was and, it, and it's continuing to get it taken over you've seen as mm-hmm. the third second third generation of the families you know take over the family farm they decide mm-hmm. to sell it for housing right yeah. mm-hmm. so we somehow need to i mean how do places places are growing everywhere. And we're nowhere even near population-wise mm-hmm. where some of these areas that don't have the water problems. I think our preparedness is what's shit.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: we need to have reservoirs. Mm-hmm. We need to have,
0: you yeah. know, water storage mm-hmm. around here. And we don't have any of it. Well, I, infrastructure-wise, we just don't do uh, a good job at all. And like, we, we've got like, potential and technology right now that, that's it that's right around us right now where areas that we have flooding could easily be diverted or pumped away with the excess waters to fill reservoirs like say lake Powell, lake mead that's dry, drying up to the point where they can't even turn the turbines in the power plants mm-hmm. yeah so i mean they're, they're having big problems down there meanwhile they've got flooding uh you know, in the state of Mississippi, way too much water. Or look at all all the flooding we had in Yellowstone. Yeah, exactly. You know, whereas if you had like a pipe system that was like a power grid sort of thing, where you got pipes running all across the country, just divert the water from where it's uh, flooding at to where it can be, put into a reservoir
1: well and another thing too is wastewater yeah you know you've got these treatment plants that can take the wastewater and make it crystal clear yeah. and i know that seems kind of weird to drink and stuff mm-hmm. but even if it was used simply for irrigation mm-hmm. you know they've talked about uh directing yeah. a lot of the wastewater plants into the great salt lake mm-hmm. which is a good
0: idea too you know yeah. i mean let's fill them somewhere gotta f- feed the brine shrimp something exactly yeah yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I it, it just to me, I don't this valley could easily grow to five 600,000 people. Mm-hmm. But at our current state of preparedness with water. Yeah. We can't get 5000 people more. Well, I mean, it's a problem mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And and I just want you know, you look at all these other places that are let's take Phoenix, for yeah. example, mm-hmm. you got like five or 6 million people in that area. And mm-hmm. yeah, they're you know, they don't plant a lot of lawns and things like that, but they've still got water. Yeah. You know, it, it's just really sad that we live in an area with, that produces so much water, but mm-hmm. we send it all downstream and it's wasted,
0: yeah. mm-hmm. you know. and Yeah, so much of it just winds up back in the ocean. Well, you know, why don't we pump it back from the ocean into the Great Salt Lake? It's not like it's going to desalinate the Great Salt Lake.
1: Well, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't know how it all works, but mm-hmm. I don't know what it takes to desalinate mm-hmm. water and what the expense involved in it is. But I mean, our world's still
0: 70% water. Yeah. And a very small fraction of that we can actually use.
1: Well, Yep. Yeah, but that's the point. What mm-hmm. you, I know you can treat water and sure. you can treat seawater and mm-hmm. make it drinkable, but yeah. what does it take
0: and what are the costs to do it? I don't yeah. know. I don't, uh, it's, it's gotta be at least somewhat feasible because every ship that's out there, like every cruise liner and everything, they've got a desalination plant on board Yeah, that takes seawater and makes it usable and drinkable. Yeah. So
1: I think your point of a piping system across the country, like a Mm -hmm. power grid that goes through desalinization where it needs to. Sure. this and that, to me, that makes sense. That's mm-hmm. almost a structure that needs
0: to be That's put something. in just like the freeway system was. Exactly. And this is something that could fix problems like Flint, Michigan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like you've got undrinkable water there. Well, pipe drinkable water from elsewhere. Yeah. You know? Why not? Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they went through, the governor uh, went and screwed up their water system by uh, like piping in uh, like lead... Loaded water from the ponds yeah. or something, yeah. And so people are they still don't even today still don't have, uh, yeah. I know it water. was, they, yeah. there was everyone
1: was in such an uproar about it, and yeah. it's kind of died down. And but it's still a problem, yes. Yeah, they, they still <laughs> haven't fixed it, <laughs> yeah. And they wonder why people are, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Michigan, Flint, yeah. Detroit, that area, and stuff mm-hmm. that you know, you go back to the 40s 50s and 60s that place was the booming place with the automobiles and everything Mm -hmm. and now it's pretty much kind of a ghost town you know Mm -hmm. and you know you only see low-income people living Mm -hmm. there and it's run down and it's you know and you Uh,
0: you understand it too and and yeah we've got some of those uh those big uh plants starting to open back up and and build electric vehicles. And, you know, uh, Ford now has another, uh, big plant there, but, um, it's never going to be what it was. What do you think about electric vehicles? I
1: mean, I, I'm kind of interested in them and I think it'd be fun to have one in Mm -hmm. general just for running around town. But my, my thought is how, You know, I mean, the infrastructure obviously has to be built Mm -hmm. and get there. Yeah, but how are we going to turn? Because right now, I think Mm -hmm. what electric cars are probably Mm one percent.
0: That might even be being generous. Yeah, and I know that they're trying real hard to push them. I don't. I think once again, we're not thinking about this properly because uh, we're not we're not prepared for it. You know, Um, we don't have we don't have like the the raw materials to make the batteries, to make the computer chips. I mean, there's such a computer chip shortage right now, and that's what we're running into. We don't have like the the uh, precious metals that are take that it takes to build like the the systems that run those electric vehicles. Maybe we're making them too complicated. Um, I I know that there's some there's a, a bunch of different companies out there that are um, in a race to to make something that's really user-friendly, versatile, like, you know, uh, kind of a one-size-fits-all chassis that you put whatever type of body you want on, whether it's a car, a van, a truck, you know, something like that. Um, But, you know, and that's exciting to watch. Um, But once again, you've got to charge these electric vehicles from something. Well, where does the power come from? Because this country is not all run off of uh, solar and wind power.
1: No, I, th- I think until they can make an electric car sustainable to make its own energy, whether it be, you know, running alternators off the wheels mm-hmm. or, or, yeah. you know, using solar power in some mm-hmm. manner, you know, in a, you know, cause they, they yeah. say with like solar panels are really only what two or 3% efficient. Yeah. You know, if, something happened to where you could have you know the top of the car be a solar panel but it was an efficient
0: solar panel yeah, charging or, it there were a couple wind turbines up there too I mean,
1: something yeah. I, I mm-hmm. mean, they almost need to be you know i know you know how it works you know if you're driving uphill and you're using more power it's going to be using more power than it's generating sure but in the same time if you're driving downhill or on a mm-hmm. flat You know across and it's it can be generating and charging more power that's something that needs to happen with them to Mm
0: -hmm. so using kinetic energy yeah
1: they need to be self charging and knowing how alternators work on cars
0: and stuff i don't understand how they can't be i know that they've got to an extent some of that sort of thing
1: uh i mean obviously you're running a radio you're running light you're Mm -hmm. running ac you're running heat whatever it is all that stuff plus driving the car yeah you know it's hard to get that power ratio mm-hmm. offset you yeah. know you're always going to be using a little more than you're generating mm-hmm. but if we could somehow get them to where they were generating even 75 percent of what they were using you could take an electric car and drive its its capabilities to you know to where it could go two three thousand miles yeah i mean unless you were driving straight mm-hmm. uphill obviously yeah. but you know, but like you said, where are all the precious metals coming for these batteries, you know? And, and battery yeah. technology hasn't really improved. It, I mean, batteries, they're better than they were 100 years ago, but it's mm-hmm. still basic, the same technology. Yeah, and
0: It's like something needs to change there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so I'm excited to see what's coming down the, the pipeline for battery technology, because I hope that something will come along. Well, that's that's how I am, you know, when you look at a Tesla, one of the best
1: models that can maybe go 400 miles. Now, I know those 400 miles are probably in the best of conditions, too, sure. You know, where you're flat driving and all yeah, this and that. the wind's at your back. Yeah. Things like that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, you can get 300 miles no problem, right? Mm-hmm. But
0: then what? Then you have to plug in. Yeah. And Where's that uh, energy coming from to uh, to charge the batteries? Probably a coal plant. Exactly. Running off of fossil fuels. Yeah. So, I mean, once again, we're just not prepared, right? Whereas we've got how many rivers in this country? and big rivers, if you have, like, electric power plants off on every river in this country, you know, there's a continuous source of energy that we aren't even looking at tapping into.
1: Well, and I think part of the problem is the oil industry, too. They fought Mm -hmm. the electric car. Mm -hmm. and pretty much killed it. Yeah. When it could have been out in the nineties and stuff. And if they would have let that, you know, materialize naturally, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe we'd be a good mix of half and half right now and and have more, you know, more infrastructure in form. Maybe they would have progressed more than they are because Mm -hmm. they would have been building them for this many more years, you know? And so it, you know, I, I don't really see it as a, and I mean, I guess that's how all big money is, you know, yeah. You know, with with medical, you know, with medicine, yeah. with the oil companies, yeah. they see everything as a threat and they, mm-hmm. they're, it's easy for them to lobby, to shut things down, you know, yeah. because that's where all the big money lies. And so mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of going to electric cars. I really do. I like the idea of an electric mm-hmm. car, sure. you know, to, to just drive around. But when I think, okay, mm-hmm. I want to drive to Vegas. Yeah. I've got to charge somewhere in the middle of nowhere and how feasible is that? For at least half
0: an hour, right? (laughs) Yeah,
1: which that's not that big of a deal, but if if they can make an electric car go a thousand miles and take a half an hour to charge, Mm -hmm. that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, there's less to break on them, essentially, you know, less maintenance on certain things. And and so there there are good things about them, but I, I'm just trying to figure out how they're going to take 300 million vehicles Mm -hmm. and get them changed over to all electric and have the infrastructure in for it. It, It's got to be a slow crawl, I think. Yeah.
0: I know there's a Big demand right now for them because it's exciting. It's new. Yeah. I mean,
1: who wouldn't want? Well, the funny thing is yeah. it's not that new. Did you know when cars were first introduced in the early 1900s, there were more electric vehicles than there mm-hmm. were gasoline-powered vehicles at the time? That's right.
0: It was a lot easier to get electricity than it was to get fuel.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so, I think the the bad thing about the electric vehicle is it hasn't been capitalized on for yeah. long enough. Because mm-hmm. you know, maybe our technology would be
0: years ahead of where it is right now, if they would have been
1: around. Exactly.
0: I mean, what if, what if instead of having an internal combustion engine, you just had an internal combustion generator that would uh, generate electrical power to run an electric car? Well, how do you, so you're saying a gas generator? Yeah, basically just if you had a, if that, if they incorporated that, but still kept the, uh, the, um powertrain on on the vehicle running off of electricity instead of gasoline well you're essentially and, saying a hybrid car yeah exactly just having a, a hybrid car if they would have done that all the way along i mean basically just like take your honda generator for from your uh, camper and throw that in the trunk of your car and well and see
1: that's, that's why i'm saying if a car can be sustainable as far Mm -hmm. as you know let's say running generators slash alternators Mm -hmm. off the wheels Mm -hmm. uh solar power different things like that on it yeah if it could be sustainable then batteries don't matter as much exactly if if it can you know like if it's pulling x amount of amps an hour Mm -hmm. at a load so four people in the car driving up a hill Mm -hmm. and we can somehow make that car charge at that same rate Mm -hmm. you're not really needing a battery True. You know what I mean? You're generating, I mean, you have a, a small battery to run things on it, but you similar to a gasoline powered car, mm-hmm. you know, you have that there. So to me that's where it lies because then you don't need the battery technology. You, you generate a car that can go 10,000 miles, mm-hmm. not even yeah. 10, just limitless. You yeah. never charge it. You never mm-hmm. do anything, right? It yeah. generates its own power.
0: Mm-hmm. It, and to me, yeah. Kind of like the perpetual motion machine. Well,
1: (laughs) if you know how alternators work on a regular gasoline car right now, Mm -hmm. you know, they're charging your 12-volt battery. Yeah. And they charge it at a rate higher than you use it. Yeah. It's always charging it Mm -hmm. higher than what you use it. Yeah. Unless something's wrong with it or it's broke down. Mm -hmm. If we could make an electric car do that. Yeah. Of course, you're not using the battery power to
0: drive the car, Mm -hmm. you know, on a combustion engine. Yeah. but But if you can harness the, uh, the motion that is being driven through the power. Yeah. You have uh, a battery,
1: you know, you have a battery that that backs you up, you're sitting in traffic. You've got to have something Mm -hmm. to run your AC, to run your radio, Mm -hmm. to, you know, you're not necessarily sitting there and idling in an electric car. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like driving a golf cart at the golf course, you Mm -hmm. know, it's turned off when you're there, you know, but Mm -hmm. as soon as you move, you're generating that power. Yeah you know, mm-hmm. and to me, that's mm-hmm. once you can make a car generate its own power, yeah. greater or equal to the power you use, or even at a certain percentage, you know, let's say if you're going downhill, it's generating 125% of the power you're using, you know, yeah. if you're going uphill, it's only generating 75%, you know, and so mm-hmm. you.
0: True. I mean, let's see, how, how long is the, uh, let's take a, a rear wheel drive vehicle. Mm-hmm. The um, the uh drive line on it what maybe six feet yeah six feet okay yeah if you took that and just encased it and make it a huge alternator out of it so every time that that thing rotates it's generating power for all six feet of it and then turning that right back into the battery now the problem you
1: have with that though is you're Mm -hmm. you're turning that drive line Mm -hmm with your, with your so power so you're going to have drag on that yeah. too. So that's mm-hmm. why I say a wheel. Yeah. If you can put alternators on mm-hmm. each wheel, those wheels are always moving and you're going to have a little drag too, yeah. you know, but if you're charging off every wheel mm-hmm. and solar, so let's say while it's parked in the parking lot and mm-hmm. while it's driving, it's
0: yeah, trickle charging essentially sure. and maybe on the drive line too, you mm-hmm. know. And throw a couple of uh, propellers on the back to run the, um, to, you know, capture some wind energy. Something. Yeah.
1: I mean, keep in mind, you with an electric car, you're not going to have a drive line necessarily. You yeah. generally have an electric motor on each wheel, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But it, it seems like there would be a way to do it.
0: Yeah. You know? You know, even if you had, like, I don't know if they even have solid axles anymore that go all the way across, but something like that, that concept that... Anytime that you could get a bar that you can attach magnets to that mm-hmm. will spin inside a clo- it's just a like an alternator, corner. yeah, exactly like an alternator, only like six feet long, you know, yeah. instead of a, an alternator that's six inches, you know. Well, that's exactly. Yeah. You put them
1: on the wheels, you put them in the axle, you do whatever mm-hmm. you can. Plus, you have the trickle charging of you know solar or something. And, mm-hmm. and you know, if you're driving straight up in the
0: mountains, of course, you're going to burn more energy because mm-hmm you're never going to have a yeah you know yeah you burn more energy but i mean sooner or later you come downhill
1: yeah and then when you come downhill or when you're on you know maybe downhill you're generating 25 percent more power than you're using sure. when you're driving flat maybe it's about equal mm-hmm. depending on if you have the ac on yeah. and the radio on and all that bullshit,
0: you know yeah so i we could take my camper turn it electric throw uh solar panels all the way across the top. Drive it up into the mountains and then let it charge all weekend so we can drive home on Monday. Oh, that's an excellent idea. Let's go to another commercial now. Let's do it. We'll talk about that when we get back. Yeah. Hey, listener, this is Ty from About What Podcast. If you've been listening to us, you know that Justin is a huge car enthusiast. Maybe you yourself are a huge car enthusiast. Maybe you've just purchased yourself a brand new Trans Am that you want to get all fixed up. Or maybe you've got yourself an old Chevelle. Uh, maybe an old Chevy pickup that needs some restoration. Whatever it is that you've got, why don't you head over to JoltParts.com. That's Justin's website. See what uh, parts he's got for your restoration, modification, customization. He's into all kinds of stuff. And if you are a listener to this podcast, and I'm assuming you are if you're hearing this, um, you get an offer of 10% off any purchase of $100 or more at checkout. Just use the promo code about what. That's all one, uh, lowercase letters, About what. And Justin will give you 10% off your first order of uh, parts from joltparts.com. So turn your clunker into a classic and uh, fix up your brand new Trans Am, um, GM, uh, Pontiac, Mopar, Chrysler, uh, whatever it is you got. Go take a look. Okay, so now I'm going to delve into um, my fascination with my camper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love this camper. We <laughs> were
1: talking about it off air, and Tyler really wants to convert this
0: camper to electric. Camper. I so do. I mean, this camper, first of all, it's got a V8, um, a, a super big block V8 engine. <laughs> this thing is ridiculous. Um, it gets probably more gallons to the mile than miles to the gallon. All right. <laughs> Not to mention, it you're, you're, this thing's tugging a big, huge load, so it's not even very, uh, like, it, it, it tops out, I think, about 70 miles an hour if you're going downhill and the wind's right. <laughs> so it's not great, but I want to get, you know, electric on this, and I just really think the concept of a, of uh, electric-powered camping is the wave of the future, you know, that's recreation of the future, is you jump in your camper with it has the solar panels on top, and you drive it up into the mountains, burn all that power going up, and then just let it sit all weekend while you're camping and having a good time. And it's generating all that uh, battery power to charge the batteries again so you can turn around on, you know, the, the uh, you know end of the weekend, drive home. Well, but if you're in the
1: mountains, you can just coast down the hill and it'll generate power as well. That too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. So, yeah, that's what I'd like to do is, you know, convert this camper over into electric and then just put solar panels all the way across the top do
1: you me? think this will go as well as the band we started maybe mm. what, what was the name of the band i don't think we came up with one yet but we're gonna we're eventually going to i think yeah. once work slows down a little bit and i have time to play my
0: guitar yeah how's your bass playing coming oh i need to learn how to play the bass oh you haven't <laughs> started playing really no, i've got it um and, uh, you know, it sits in my room right next to my bed, so. You still have two of them? Yeah. <laughs> the, the one's still in its box. I mean, you've got a couple still in boxes here, too. Well, yeah, but they've been opened. Yeah, mine hasn't. I, yeah. Because I'm trying to keep it in mint condition. It's yeah, a, mine are in cases, not boxes. Oh, yeah. Well, yours are in case. I thought you had boxes. Well, I had empty boxes <laughs> everywhere, yeah. but I got. Oh, is it. that what those were? Okay. Yeah, I was trying to make a room. Yeah, mine's still in. Well, one of them. Is still in the box with the amp and everything
1: yeah i mean it's a full
0: kit what are you gonna do with it let it accrue value and then maybe someday open it and use it (laughs) Yeah, good plan yeah good plan i've i've thought out my future (laughs) well i think
1: you know it's been good catching up with you again because it's Mm -hmm. been a couple months and you know one thing we forgot to say about what you've been doing with your summer. You had a bout mm-hmm. with
0: COVID. I did. That I've... about killed you. You know, I I, well, I wouldn't say killed you. It, it, your tried. spirit. Yeah, it, it did. It killed my spirit. That was a big blow to the ego. Cause I mean, my wife and I, we have been so cautious, so careful for so long. I mean, we we people are shocked when they find out, oh, you've, you know, you, you haven't gone and done anything. Like, no. Well, you go to movies. No, we haven't been to a movie in two years. Yeah, you guys took it, especially yeah. from the beginning, yeah. took it pretty seriously. Exactly. Well, you you go out to restaurants. No, we haven't dined in at a restaurant in two years. You know, and like uh, the whole. And then all of a sudden this year we started to to open up a little bit. We um uh let's see, we we started going to a restaurant. We went to our you know first restaurant uh in two years this last uh, spring. And it actually felt kind of foreign. It almost felt like we were on vacation at Disneyland or something. It felt that different. Like, just, it was so out of place for us. Like, oh, yeah, I remember what this is like. And uh, we, we've dined in at a couple of places since then. But, um, yeah, then COVID hit. When both you and your wife fed had- a pretty rough time.
1: It's not like yeah. you are in the hospital or anything, but no, you both got pretty sick, and we,
0: we... we got pretty sick. Um, I was a little surprised the doctor didn't. He put me on prednisone. Yeah, put me on prednisone and uh, a Z pack, but didn't give me the um, Paxlovid. And my wife's doctor put her put her on it, which I'm glad he did because uh, they caught they got her on it within the five day period. If you get on it within the five first five days, then you're okay. But um, if it's after five days, then they say it's not effective. It only is effective during that first five-day period. So I'm glad that she got on it because it, it really saved her life. But Did you have a, would you say you had a worse bout of it or, or hmm. she did? or? No, I, I'd say we both had well, it's, it. Well, here's the other thing, Justin. It hit both of us different. It attacked me, straight in my lungs. In fact, when I went to get tested the first time, I thought, well, you know, I've got a bit of a cough. I figure it's just an upper respiratory infection, like bronchitis, you know, because that's what it felt like. It's bronchitis. And then I found, well, it's an upper respiratory infection, but it's COVID. Yeah. And uh, yeah, tested positive. And so that first night I went to, uh, I went out to the camper, I lived in the camper that first night and I planned on living out uh, the my whole bet with COVID out in the camper to protect my wife. And she sent me a positive test the next morning. So I said, okay, I'll move back into the house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this with everything you've done, mm-hmm. you know, since COVID kind of come along and yeah. then you two having COVID and all that. Do you feel like maybe you took it too serious or do you feel duped by, let's say, the media's outlook on the things? And no. I mean, what are your thoughts on it now? Because I'll be honest with you, I have a little bit different thought on it now, but it's also mixed with the fact that mm-hmm. we're, COVID's a different disease now than yeah. it was at the beginning,
0: and, right? And that's, I actually was going to say, I feel fortunate that I caught the, uh, strand or the strain of COVID that I caught when I caught it um, because the strain that I caught um, it, the only one that's been going around this state is Omicron and it's like that BA5 or something like yeah. that and yeah. that's you know they don't even test to see what difference it is it's just that it seems to be the only one that we have going on in the state this last summer the um, so I caught this one and it is mild and um you get sick but you also get better you don't you don't die from it like delta or some of the other ones that they've had and so like you know it's i'm very fortunate that we took the the precautions that we did when we did and that we were able to um to get away with just catching this one instead of catching some of the others so going forward do you consider the pandemic over or yeah we we've just uh completely thrown caution to the wind now and you know we're 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 right back to where we were before we we're going swimming you know we're not having swingers parties and everything just we're, we're exchanging whatever bodily fluids we can that's actually a good plan and it's good to hear yeah you yeah. uh, know if we had if we had immune systems it would be i suppose but you know no we're actually <laughs> we're, we're we're still taking some precautions here uh, mostly because I just don't want other people to get sick. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, but don't you know? And, and mm-hmm. believe me, I was just as cautious True. as you were. Yeah. You know, I mean, I took it serious yeah. as well. But I'm I'm kind of to a point where I'm, you know, weighing out the threats in the world versus mm-hmm. living right. Yeah. And and I think now with things is I I'm kind of the point where it's I don't want to be scared of anything anymore yeah. and If you know, it seems like nothing stopped it. Yeah. You know, the people that were cautious still got it. Mm -hmm. The people that weren't cautious half the time didn't get it. And it it just seemed like for me, what I learned through the whole thing was it really didn't matter, you Mm -hmm. know, what you did. Yeah. Um, and so all you can do now is be cautious where you can, but I don't want to be cautious at the cost of not living anymore.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of a. I'm That's, a full believer. Believe yeah, me, I'm not but, against it at all. Or yeah, but you're absolutely right. This is the decision that every single person ha- in this world has to make: mm-hmm. is how cautious do you live? Um, we've started going to movies again. We've started going to restaurants and dining in. Um, you know, because at least we didn't die. Yeah. You know? Well, and COVID's <laughs> not the only. It's not the only thing that can kill. It's not the only thing out not, there. Not the only thing going around right now. Yeah, uh, I mean, we we have cut back on um our uh our, our gay uh sex because of monkeypox Oh out. well, yeah,
1: we yeah.
0: well that's basically why you and I haven't seen each other for two months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so, if we want to get down to the truth. Of yeah, it. yeah. So now monkeypox isn't as big of a fear, and I'm back over at Justin's house. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. There's just no gay sex. Yeah, and not you know if that's mm-hmm. what you're into.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: good you know i'm off yeah. it. i'm not against it thanks for sharing yeah, yeah thanks for sharing <laughs> everybody has their thing you know yeah i you know i think the thing i learned out of covid was you know we've talked about it a couple times before is you know the people that weren't cautious at all and thought it was absolute horseshit and all that mm-hmm. it, you know it changed my mind with a lot of my friends yeah and You know as much as i feel like they were in the wrong i still also feel bad for feeling that way
0: too that Mm -hmm. i let something like that get in the way of your friendship
1: yeah in a way but then again i also think it's kind of silly for somebody to not give a shit about anybody either Mm -hmm. you know when yeah you know you've kind of got that whole thing where just have a little be a little cautious and we'll all be better you know and 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 that's half the reason it didn't get better quick is because you had the largest portion of the people not being cautious, you know, Mm -hmm. that's
0: exactly why COVID-19 is now endemic, um, which, you know, that term means that it's here to stay. Um, It's just like influenza. Now it's the Chinese flu is now the Chinese flu forever going forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're going to have to deal with. So thanks for that we we get it we get it you know i mean Mm -hmm. i in
1: i've seen so many people that that how should i say this that that have had their covid shot that'll wear their masks and they're very cautious about what they do they still get it Mm -hmm. and they're sicker now and then there's just as many people that will not get a covid Mm -hmm. shot yeah is not you know, cautious about anything and they get it too, or don't Mm. get it. And it it ends up the same. I, I don't know how much I really believe in the masks helping a lot Mm -hmm. anymore, especially where you have some people wearing them and some don't, Yeah, you know, so I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, We've, we've got plenty of uh, germs floating around in the air.
1: Well, and, and there's something to be said about that too. Mm -hmm. People need germs.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, there, there's, I mean, that's why there's a big problem with antibiotics. The
0: people that mm-hmm. that are on antibiotics all the time, they quit working. You can get, uh, what, let's see, is it C. diff or MRSA that you get from uh, having from taking too many antibiotics for too long? It just kills like your biome. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, and but, so, Yeah, it's a problem. And you have to go to stronger antibiotics, and yeah. you, you know, you keep mm-hmm. building.
1: And they say, you know, using hand sanitizer and things like that mm. is, you know,
0: killing a lot of good things, you know? And... How how do you know? I mean, well, here's the thing is like, I guess these are things that are, if if you're your average typical person that has an immune system, great, you know, uh, exposure to to bacteria and germs will strengthen your immune system. It'll help you out. Um, If you have an autoimmune problem, which is, you know, kind of the problem that we face in our house then you have to take more precautions. So like, we still use antibacterial soap. We still use hand sanitizer. And you know, when there's uh, circumstances that require a mask, we take a mask, but you know, it's a, we didn't wear a mask in a movie theater because we didn't die from COVID. And well, it wasn't a packed movie theater anyway. It was pretty sparse.
1: So when you have a compromised immune system Mm -hmm. and you'll know, you obviously know a lot more about this than I do. Are you saying some of those introducing some of those bacteria to your immune system is not good yeah because
0: your body doesn't have the ability to fight it off
1: but why is that wouldn't there be a certain portion that would strengthen the little
0: immune system you did have um that's not that's not really how it works. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, it's like they say to people that work Mm -hmm. down at the dump. Yeah, they say they never get sick. Exactly. Because those people have like an iron immune system that's been built up slowly. So here's my
1: question. Why can't we introduce some Mm -hmm. kind of therapy to people? I'm just saying standard immune Mm -hmm. systems like that to people.
0: That's a, yeah. a daily regimen mm-hmm. that helps build their immune systems that way. This is the sort of thing that uh, doctors and scientists and labs need to be studying. I'm sure there are some somewhere studying these things all the time. I just want them to start making some progress and going forward with this sort of thing so that we can like save people's lives I have autoimmune problems. Well, yeah, because when you say you have a
1: compromised mm-hmm. immune system, autoimmune problem, or whatever, you still have an immune system.
0: Yeah. It, whether it works very well or not. Yeah, true.
1: but but when you're taking a standard immune system and mm-hmm. you, they work at the dump and they introduce this yeah. every day and it strengthens it, that means there's got to be a way to strengthen immune systems, whether yeah. they be compromised or not. Mm-hmm. And that's like you said, why aren't the doctors working on stuff like that? You know, because mm-hmm. if we can strengthen a standard immune system, shouldn't we be able to strengthen
0: a compromised one? Uh, you know, George Carlin, I believe... Um, made that point, that the reason why uh, he never gets sick is because when he was growing up as a kid in Brooklyn, they swam in the Hudson River, and it was raw sewage out there. So, you know, that'll build your immune system. Sure. sure. So, So, if we start eating shit? um, Mostly if we start swimming down at the water treatment plant.
1: Well, I don't, Swimming know, in shit. I don't know if shit. you've seen the water
0: coming out of the treatment plant. It's pretty clear. Yeah, I'm sure I don't think it's like it's the Hudson well, River. You you don't swim in the part that's coming out. Oh, you, get, you, you swim in the part that's going in. in. Oh, <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah.
1: No, but all, I mean, all seriousness, I mean, there's proof mm-hmm. that bacteria introduced to immune systems strengthen them. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, 100% positive proof. So, mm-hmm. I would think there'd be something you could do. Do you think you could take a vitamin,
0: a daily vitamin that introduced mm-hmm. the smallest amount of bacteria to you that it would? That's a that's a good question. I'm going to ask my wife. She knows a lot more about these things because she's the one that really has had to deal with this a lot longer than I had. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the precautions that I take is mostly to preserve my wife's life because really, mine ain't all that worth preserving. But Well, yours is, is. well yeah, but
1: you've mm-hmm. got it's arguable to say yours is just as deserving, because if you're not here, you can't preserve hers. She's a lot better person than I am. Well, I understand, Mm -hmm.
0: but you've got to preserve her. Yeah, exactly, and that's why I take the precautions. Exactly, so that makes you just as important. Yeah, but if one of us is going to die, it's going to be me alone out in the camper. Yeah. No, I wouldn't die in the camper, because then she couldn't use it anymore. True, so... and once I, you feel yourself dying, throw yourself on the ground. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. So that was the plan. All right. Is is right before I actually croaked, I was going to crawl into the garbage can so that the garbage man could get come and pick me up on Friday. Yeah, that sounds like a better plan. Mm-hmm. Are you allowed to dispose of human? I don't know. That might
1: be harder on your wife than anything. Mm-hmm. All well, the people asking her where you ended up, and then when yeah. they find you in the dump, <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to ask the questions to her. Yeah, how
0: did how did Tyler get in the garbage? Yeah, uh, well, a couple of our deceased chickens made their way out
1: that way. But, <laughs> yeah, but they don't <laughs> seem to treat. Chicken lives
0: yeah, yeah. quite uh, the yeah. same way
1: they do humans. And,
0: you know, why is it that chicken lives just don't seem to matter as much to people as humans?
1: Well, I, th- I think they matter. I think they just matter in the manner of people like them dead they're and eat them Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to mention that the chicken is probably the closest living relative to the dinosaur. True. They're, in fact, they're saying now that dinosaurs were giant chickens. Basically, because you've heard that. that they're saying that they think dinosaurs were feathered now
0: yeah yeah have, have you been over to see our little rooster uh i don't think i've seen your cock we have a tiny little rooster i have a tiny little cock <laughs> yes that's exactly what i say and cock of the walk he is this guy he is let's see maybe eight inches tall i mean he's just a tiny little thing and he jumps I'll be, up i'll be honest <laughs> if i had an eight inch cock you you wouldn't think call it tiny. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just saying. Okay. Well consider that like our other hens are about twice that size. They're about sixteen yeah. to twenty inches tall. <laughs> and he's this tiny little shrimp of a guy, and he'll jump up on top of the, the uh coop, the chicken coops there, and he'll just strut up and down along Is the... he full grown? He's full grown. That's as big as he's gonna get. And he's just this little pipsqueak, but man, he rules that roost. And he just thinks he is the cock of the walk. He's a funny thing to watch. You got to come see him. But you look at him and you're like, okay, I can totally see that dinosaurs have been just been giant chickens.
1: Well, I'll promise you this because I'm interested, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make my way over to your house to see your cock. You got to come see my
0: eight inch cock. (laughs) I will be there.
1: Your wife won't have a problem with it.
0: I hope not. She she's um, she she's been uh, not wanting uh, to have visitors because of um, uh, the state of the the yard and stuff. But you know what, Justin, we like you, so come on over. Here. Okay, we'll yeah. we'll plan it sometime. I'll bring yeah. you a drink. I uh, I appreciate that. because yeah. you you always get good drinks too. Well, should we wrap it up? I think so. Should we come back the next time with a topic of some sort? I don't know, a listener whoever you are the the one out there that's still following the show we do have quite a few yeah. emails with some topics so i guess yeah. we can dive into those and see which
1: ones we would like to discuss and mm-hmm. and then make a last minute decision and wing it and uh have yeah. absolutely no knowledge about what we're talking about like we do every time exactly
0: and that's why you tune in because hey you know we're, we're not here to educate you we're just here to have a good time exactly and i hope that you do have a good time with us so um,
1: yeah. And you never know, um, if we can get away with it, maybe, mm-hmm. just maybe, the artwork for this episode should be a picture of your
0: cock. Absolutely. I'm going to see what I can do about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> see you guys later. Until next time. Bye.